Hi, I'm Chris Lockhart. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Bill Bensing, Phil Yanoff, and Shashi Shramali, and we're actually tackling a pretty interesting topic. Um, it basically was uh, positioned as this, uh, is Agile bullshit or not? Um, so we actually took different positions on it, went back and forth, and uh, I think had a, a pretty reasonable conclusion at the end. So hope you like this episode. Uh, be sure to go to the website at uh, www.consultantsayingthings.com. And also go uh, search for us on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks again. Hope you enjoy the episode. So the premise is this, that uh, Agile is uh, a bullshit consulting jargon used to sell services. Is that right, Bill? Yes. And care to elaborate? Do I care to oh. Demonstratum, right? QED, done. Absolutely. You just got to take it at face value, and I say yes, it's, it's done. Yes, uh, so Agile is bullshit, and I'm, I'm going I'm to start with that and work into my argument. Um, it, it's funny. I mean, how many companies have you been to that claim to be Agile and are Agile, or how many Agile transformations have you done? Um, I remember, and the reason I think it's bullshit is because, and it's not just because like, I've had organizations with mine belong to that have failed with it. But it's interesting why it's bullshit and why I, I believe the consulting industry, um, to a large degree, I'm going to be very careful because I do think there's some folks out there who, have, who can probably do this well. Um, but that's why Agile's bullshit is because uh, it, it just can't be done well. Um, it's uh, I, I got okay. I'm Hold on. going into there's it. A challenge. There's okay. a challenge there, right? The challenge has got to be one uh, whoever is implementing Agile doesn't fully understand it, or two, they understand it, but they're not implementing it correctly, right? It can't It can't be completely bullshit, is it? Yeah, it is not. Sh Shashi, oh. you've seen Agile. I know you have. So um, it is not bullshit completely. Uh, what's bullshit is the way it is being used or the way uh, the practitioners use that. So I would agree, like probably and I'm just going to throw percentages, probably 80% of what people do is bullshit because they use that as an excuse not to follow process. When you have chaotic environment, you would say that, oh, we are agile. You know what? We don't want to do all those standard requirements gathering approval process. We just want to get requirements and put it in production. Uh, in my mind, that's not uh, what you call being agile. I feel sometimes companies want to uh, get on this bandwagon of uh, Agile, but culturally they have not, you know, set up themselves to adopt Agile in the right way, and eventually they end up failing. Go ahead. Okay. Bill. All right. So, Bill, is that does that resonate, or you are talking about something completely different? No, it absolutely resonates. And Shash, I got to point out that did you know that eighty three point five percent of statistics are made up on the spot? Ah, that's true. See, that's what I did right now. You don't need to do any research. There was Agile. It was an Agile, you know, uh, metric. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully have hopefully have a happy customer. Um so and so Josh, you said one thing. They talk about they don't understand agile. Let me ask let me ask anybody this. What is the background of agile? Where did agile come from? Would you would you care to tell us? Well, I, I want to hear where did agile come from? Like does anybody have it does anybody know where agile comes from? Let me okay. All right. So I'll I'll give you I'll give you my best shot at this. Okay. okay? Agile has its roots in the Toyota method of Kanban carts. And um, you know, lean practices for uh, quickly and rapidly standing things up with a continuous improvement cycle, and not endlessly belaboring, uh, you know, a discovery phase of a year and a half to get requirements 
but to rapidly deploy things uh, in a lean fashion, right? For software development or other product development. At least that's how I've seen it described before. Wrong? I wish that that was the truth, but what if I told you it was way more simple? What if I told you blue pill, red pill, tell me, tell me more. I, it was just a group in 2001. It was just a group of guys who sat down. A lot of them started the agile, started a lot of it written around the books around agile, like Jeff Sutherland, who wrote the book about Scrum. Um, I think you guys know named Kent Beck, uh, Rob Martin, Uncle Bob. You know these guys, Martin Fowler, sat around. I think it was around 2001, and I want to recall. I think it was it. it was, I forget which country it was. I want to say it was like Norway, but don't don't correct me in the country. And they came up with this thing called an Agile Manifesto. Has four main has four main concepts and twelve pillars. Did you know that? I did not. So doesn't sound very agile to me, by the way. Doesn't sound very agile. <laughs> so they, they they came up and they were inspired to do this. And it, it's funny. It's it's as I dug into agile. Frankly, as I think of historically, just completely flubbered the concept of agile and implementation. I've always wondered just what, what about it is wrong. And uh, Chris, while I will argue it's the same thing as what you've talked about. That's the history of it. And, and what gets me is this is why I think Agile is bullshit here. And this is why I think consultants um, who get a hold of the Agile and try to sell the Agile concept, they're bullshit themselves, be, unless they understand where it came from. Because by under, not understanding these pillars, implementing it, all you're doing is implementing a Scrum framework or something like this, which by the way, Scrum, although can provide agility, is you know not, well, I don't want to say it's not Agile, provides agility, but you have to be very careful on how you argue with that. So somebody coming in, getting paid $50,000 to teach people how to do Scrum from a 256-page book that costs like 15 bucks is, is not agile. And so that's where I get – that's the root of my argument about agile is bullshit is because okay. – go ahead. No, no, I got, I got it, right? Because I, I understand where you're coming from. But I, I would like to separate this into agile capital A, right, and agile lowercase a, meaning – there's Agile, the thing that is being sold, that you buy the booklet, right, and mm -hmm. all that crap. And then there's Agile, that we are a nimble organization that has a responsive IT uh, component that can address changing business need. In other words, we have agility as, an, as a company, as an enterprise, versus we do Agile, capital A, with all the books, and you know the Kanban board and the all that stuff. Does that, or am I making up that distinction? Oh, I, I, I love sure, By the way, by the way, Phil yeah, is, is strangely silent right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was trying to figure out where you were getting to with this bit, right? I mean, to me, and I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not one who sat around and thought about where Agile came from. But if I were thinking about where it, what it looks like from the my point of view, right? It was like, is this not a response to waterfall? It was a response to these big overblown systems where everything got defined and we didn't get to the end because we got caught up in some process. And I get it as a response to that. But I mean, I, I get that your, or what I think is your real complaint about this is not that things can't be fast, loose, and out of control, but that some people are using it as a cover for just bad practices or lack of discipline. Yes. And if you make money by promoting bad, bad discipline and you know lack of practice. Yeah. So if 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 you step back, right? You said it started off in two thousand one, but this thing has caught up extremely fast in last few years. 
and especially when the new you know native digital companies like googles and facebooks of the world started becoming most active so here is my experience when i work with large enterprises uh, traditionally you have legacy systems um, they need something to business need some features to be developed if it goes through the regular process it takes like numerous months for them to build something and you know time to market is very high right then take numerous months and years to build something they needed something faster because in today's world if you think of something if you can't deploy in a matter of probably few weeks or months then the, that idea becomes obsolete so they needed a faster way to do that when they looked around what's available probably agile has caught fire at that time and said you know what let's do agile agile business agile product development agile software development but what they forgot was agile was not in the dna of the company it's a way people think people needs to be smart enough to adopt that you can't train legacy mindset people to become agile overnight well that's cool. right i don't get to change culture overnight yep period you you're exactly right you see you saw the you see the market dominance of companies like facebook google they I mean, name your true tech company who adopt this culture of continuing just delivering products consistently um trying to deliver quality i'm going to be loose with quality right now but delivering products cuz you had that it was at zuckerberger's uh, run fast and break things where quality was not an issue as long as you're developing products but then he ultimately changed that to was it run fast on scalable infrastructure once he realized the large impact of that you know that that statement culturally um but that's you i think that's where these agile like a lot, all all the agile consulting has come from is all of a sudden you see tech companies which i, I love seeing and i I'll, Agile and DevOps together. I remember seeing a, a presentation by a guy from Google and SRE. says, "Hey, Google doesn't do DevOps. Nor do I think Google does Agile." Um, a lot of these tech companies. How many tech companies have come forward? And I, I'm wondering because I haven't heard. When I haven't heard Uber go, "Hey, we're Agile," or "We do Agile," I haven't heard um, Google say, "Hey, we're safe. We do scaled out Agile framework." Yeah. I haven't heard Uber say that. And that's where I get around. That's that's my thing around Agile's bullshit is because you got a big, you got a top four selling something that your top technical companies. that the ones they're selling the you know the service to want to model themselves after but yet those top companies don't do safe they don't do scrum and i'm going to be i'm going to be loose with that um because they do representative types of management practices but they're not doing what your top 4 sells specifically so where they start from is you know the, i agree with you they don't do pure agile or pure scrum what they start off with is they try to understand what their company culture is then they take something which is closest available but they customize it to their need their culture their people and to their own demand and they call it probably something else and all of a sudden if that company becomes successful everybody starts following saying that this is the next big thing and rest of the corporate world you know starts running towards that and then consulting firms will start building practices around that and people who have read those books uh would say that you know we will help you build um this particular agile practice and they have never done this in their life this i don't know what to say but you know what the best agile book is do you know what the best agile book is no nope. tell me more is oh. it an actual book it is an actual book you can find it um i got to find the date it was written this one i don't have remembered oh it was written in 2009 but it was i guess it was after the agile but before the agile um institute came was like 2011 but it's called learning to see does that look right or is that backwards on the video no it's good that's right that's right okay so backwards has anybody heard of this does anybody know what learning to see is no learning to see was one of the first books put out about how to build how to do value stream mapping 
What is agile? What does people talk about at the end of the day in agile? Like the four, anybody go to the agilemanifesto.org. You'll see have their four pillars, right? Individuals of interactions, working software, customer collaboration, responding to change. Chris, as you talked about lean, once you get back into, and it's funny, there's a good argument that even the 12, uh, was the 12 things they have in there are comparable to Deming's 14 points, which is in lean, which this come from. I'm getting back to a point where it's like, you get the scrum and like these agile frameworks. This is why I think, this is why I call bullshit on most agile. Yeah. People want to go back to a project management thing and do something new, yet disregard the fundamental aspects. And you go back to the culture of how this operates. It's like how the human business process operates. So, so look, my discipline is mostly enterprise architecture, right? It has been for most of my career. And this is uh, a discipline that has in numerous, no, that's not a word, numerous, innumerable, many, a plethora in, of- Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal amount <laughs> of um, frameworks, right? Frameworks out of frame, like frameworks out the wazoo for how you do it, right? How you're supposed to do it. And uh, picking up on something Shashi said, right? You know, there is no one way to do many of these things, right? There are many different ways and they have to be fit for purpose, right? They have to be customized to fit your particular enterprise. I'll give you an example. I have a client right now. They have implemented in some parts of the enterprise, um, agile frameworks, not scaled agile framework, but Agile frameworks, right? That mm -hmm. address uh, daily meetings, that address uh, how teams are constructed, mm -hmm. how teams deliver work over time, uh, et cetera, right? But they also do waterfall in other parts of the enterprise that are more suited to waterfall type constructs. One example, when you're dealing with highly regulated environments and industries, right? Agile as a capital A agile as a framework it has a hard time, right? Because regulatory uh, processes can take a very long time uh, to, to do. And it's very difficult to say, I'm releasing something that may or may not be complete, right? Uh, to the marketplace. Um, and it may or may not pass a, a regulatory body. And in, in those cases, it's perfectly okay to say, look, this doesn't work for us. Waterfall works fine. Yeah. Um, and so I would, in that particular case, actually suggest that a consulting company that comes in and attempts to sell scaled agile framework, get all these manuals, buy these books, right? And says, you need to do agile capital A, and we're going to reorganize everybody and do everything. Yeah. I, I think there is an element of bullshit to that, right? I love how you put that because this whole anti, like going against waterfall, I, I came from the defense contracting side. And by the way, I want to let you know before I get into the rest thing about this defense contracting, the Department of Defense has released a guide that says detecting agile BS, dead serious, DIB guide detecting agile BS. It was uh, last modified the 3rd of October, 2018. Um, but as you get down to that, uh, so like, you know, there, there's a recognition at the defense level that, hey, this works, but here's how to detect whether you're a consultant to full shit. Um, but that's right. It's like, how do you, like waterfall is a risk mitigation technique. There's a lot of things in aircraft, for example, you have to think up front. You can't just componentize and build. You got to think about some redundancy in some, sentence, uh, in some of your systems that you require waterfall methodology. Um, and so asking yourself, what way do you manage the product project from product to project, which product to customer, I think that's a new book, by the way, um, which one you use, <laughs> sorry, my reference book. Agile is not completely bullshit. 
what's bullshit is the way agile is being implemented within an organization they need to be careful it fails more often than it is successful within large enterprises do we is agree there, is there data to support that or is that no, just a made up statistic yeah it is i i fall under 83.5% whatever bill said we make data within 83% of the data is made I, on the fly it sounded plausible right so yeah, it I, is. Yeah. So so I, i'm i'm yeah you know, it's funny about that. I, I tried looking for some data. Um, and it's interesting, like, Chris, you talk about frameworks and EA and Agile itself, like the concepts of meta model. And you think about Togalp and Zachman, a lot of them are meta models and they're not a, um, they're not an explicit implementation of something. Scrum itself, Scrum has Agile philosophies. I mean, heck, Jeff, one of the authors of the book, signed with the initial Agile manifesto. Um, but it in and of itself is a project management approach that values time boxing and short delivery spans for customers to ensure iterations and it meets a lot of the philosophies, right? So as you get towards like, does agile work, does the quote unquote agile work, you know, it'd be interesting to see if people took the big A agile at it and said, okay, of our different project management philosophies, when we said, hey, we need to deliver at this budget and on this time, did our project management approach achieve that? It'd be interesting to see, you know, even how do you measure that? Because if it's, did we achieve that? That's one binary metric. There's also learning because you think about the concept of agile is, hey, where we're starting may not be where we're ending. So we're going to iterate because we're going to learn towards the end. Whereas, you know, some other project management philosophies assume that you know it all from the beginning. I want to pull on a thread here, which is basically, you know, uh, Bill, you said at one point, I think in our, our pre-read uh, discussion, you said something to the effect of, you know, you mentioned, you alluded to it earlier also that where the concept of agile started matters. In other words, if it's if it's rooted in something that is at its root, just a sales and marketing slick, right? A reason to sell things, and that's how it started, then maybe it's bullshit. But I wanna pull on that thread and say like, does that actually matter at all? If it's useful, if it works, if you do it right and it works, does it matter? If it's made up by a bunch of eggheads, no, I, in a I, consulting office? So I'm going to start on that and Bill, you can shoot me down. Um, so I think context matters because once you understand the context in which whole concept of Agile was built, then you can relate your environment, your current context and see how close to that other context it is. Or you may need to create Agile 2.0 for yourself to fit your context. So I think understanding context is extremely important. So you don't try to be a purist. Exactly. And so actually, I'm going to agree with you on that in the context. So I'm going to take two counterfactuals here. So Chris, let's assume I go in and I'm consulting for a client. I don't use the word agile. Um, and I change the name of the scrum process to the Bill Bensing process. And I teach them how to do things between two weeks and a month. And I wait, don't wait. Time out. Is there a Bill Bensing process? There is now. <laughs> just, just checking. <laughs> So there's no bill benching process. There needs to be. Um, but like I changed the bill benching process. And let's say all of a sudden they start meeting these custom metrics where when I go back, they are, they're, they're all of a sudden it's about individuals over interactions. They're getting working software out there. Um, they are collaborating very close to their customer and they're responding to change, right? Well, if they knew nothing about Agile Manifesto, did I help them deliver in a circumstance? Yes. And so to a bit of the point, do you have to understand agile to, to achieve to the, the background, the context to achieve it. There is a clear argument that says, no, but where I go is when you're selling agile. And so to Shashi, this is where you're going. If I'm going out and saying, I'm going to turn you into agile, but all I do is borrow a scrum book and then charge you $30,000 over the next five months to do it. 
that's so devoid of context that you don't know why. And the biggest thing is it's all about behavior and, you know, culture is a set of behavior and just telling you, you have to meet 15 minutes every morning and every Friday. Hold on a second. Right. So again, putting this in context of, I would be, I would, if I am a company, I would be asking you to help me implement agile. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, because I have perceived some problem in how I'm currently delivering yeah. or someone has convinced me that there's a problem with how I'm currently delivering. So Phil, not to put too fine a point on it, but you have probably seen more methodologies than, than the other three of us, right? In terms of old. living a long time, right? That's all. It's just living a long time. And, and those things come, right? I mean, it, and all of a response against the thing before. And I'm with you on that that spot, right? Which is, this comes out because someone says, hey, this isn't going fast enough, or we're not delivering, or, you know, kind of where Bill was in the beginning of this thing, which is, we uh, we started down this path, but the environment changed, or we missed a requirement, or something comes along the path, and we just feel like the, the process we're using doesn't respond quickly enough. Yeah. I think this is how things go from one spot to another. But you know, the thing is, I can sense in you guys in particular, that there's a real passion for something being wrong here, right? There is something that doesn't smell right about what's happening here. And it feels like it's all slick. It feels like it's all form and no substance. And so then the question becomes, you know, can we suss that out? Can we figure out what the core is that we do need to have? And how do we go in and detect this BS and cure it when we need to? Yeah, I think, uh, Phil, you mentioned a great point. The whole genesis started why any enterprise want to adopt Agile is uh, because business comes to them and say that, or they themselves realize we are not two things. A, we are not delivering fast enough. Our processes right. are slow. B, are we delivering customer value? Once these are two fundamental questions are asked, then they look back and the entire product development organization would go and see what are the possible solutions out there? Then they would go and look at Agile, Scrum, and all the frameworks, and whichever the highest number of uh, books that has been published or blogs that has been written pops up in their Google search, and somebody would go and say, you know what, we need to hire a consulting firm which can help us with Agile or which can help us with Scrum. Then they would go and engage that those guys, and they will come and try to change them overnight without realizing what is the context. Are we ready to adopt or undertake something like Scrum or Agile? Or do we need to change the entire enterprise or do we need to change a portion of it? You don't have to re-engineer the whole enterprise because that's not going to happen at all. Right. So uh, you used a word. Does, does this have some root, um, maybe root cause in uh, like traditional business process re-engineering? In other words, something is not moving fast enough or working well enough and so we are going to buy a program to make it go faster. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's the root of the consulting industry, right? Maybe. Right. I mean, Change the context, yeah. but yeah. Well, no, but I mean, like you know, look, I, I, I think there's some there's some use in looking at traditional industrial engineering, right? And thinking about, you know, my father's worked in the automotive industry, right? He's an industrial engineer. That's all about improving the process by which a, in this in his case, an automobile or parts of an automobile are produced uh, more efficiently, better quality, 
not always necessarily faster, um, but improved quality. And I think that translates to value in sort of our modern terminology. And out of the end of that assembly line or that, that metal press, you have something that someone is, is willing to pay an, uh, a dollar figure for and feels good about paying that dollar figure. And his entire job is about improving that process overall, right? And so I think there's something to say like, yes, I would like to translate that approach to industrial engineering and apply it to IT design and delivery uh, to meet a business process, a uh, business um, uh, a need, right? A need that derives from the business. And so whether it's a product or a service or some combination of the two, seems to me that really any of these methodologies is really about that. Am I, am I wrong? Is there, you know, because I say some of these things and sometimes I read what other people write and I'm just like, maybe I have it completely backwards. I, I think you've made the great point. So you bring it back to industrial engineering. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's systems thinking, it's, it's uh, handoffs, it's just getting from value to next value to additional value. The concepts, the core, the core beliefs are the same. Let's just take agile. Like I go to the agile manifesto. When you look at that, you go look at Deming's fourteen points, where you, a lot of lean, your TQ, and a lot of that stuff came out of. You can map almost all the twelve pillars to Deming's fourteen points, and they're in different contexts. His is in a goods manufacturing. Agile manifesto is in software manufacturing. It's all really the same stuff. And so it's funny, but what you're where you're getting at is there is this core concept, this core basis of uh, belief, of a uh, core belief system on how this. Um, how this stuff um, comes about. And I think Shashi, where you give the context earlier, and you hit on this is if that context is lost, then, you know, you know, and then this is me putting, and if you lose the context to why you're doing it, then what good is the actual deliverable itself, the, the scrum training or name your, name your, name your uh, specific reference methodology? Right. No, I, I 100% agree. And I, I think the, you know, it's not really bullshit. There is definitely a need for it, but is agile solution to your problem is something which needs to be closely looked at. And it's it's not just buying one book or hiring a consulting firm to just help us define something which ends up becoming a shelfware after spending hundreds and thousands of dollars. Or if you are really serious about it, try to think deep and then embark on the journey. Well, and I mean, I would like to touch on, you know, the thing that Phil always brings it back to is, you know, if, if you're the cat sitting out there you know, on a, you know, an agile team, right, in a value stream or whatever the case may be, right, and you are trying to deliver something um, and you're looking around and you're thinking this is bullshit, right? Yeah, why, did, why did McKinsey sell us this crap, right, to pick on McKinsey? Could be PwC, could be lots of people, yeah. right? Why did they sell us this crap? Um, you know, what, what's the message for them? That's Bill. Bill is the message. You're right. It's bullshit. <laughs> you should quit. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I think, I mean, it's uh, agile itself is not bullshit. So like, as I start with my premise that agile is bullshit, that's my hyperbolic way of saying, frankly, agile itself is firmly rooted in a lot of other practices that share the same core beliefs. Um, but what, McKinsey or PwC or name your top four or five, 10, what they sold you is, they, they, I want to say they sold you a bag of good that's useless. They just sold you something that was not contextually viable for your company. Right. But you're on a team. You don't control that. So they have it. They spent the money. They're doing it. What do you do? 
I pull up the Agile Manifesto, I lead from behind, and I start managing upwards my managers. That's the, I think that's the, that's the right way to do it. You pull a certain leadership attitude. Go get something like the book, Learning to See. Go grab the Scrum book. Go get on the Agile Manifesto. Go look up the DIB. It literally, the government has says detecting agile BS. That's the name of the government um, deal. And hand this up to your managers and say, hey, start leading from behind and start becoming a servant leader and saying, listen up. McKinsey, they may have charged you 1.5 million. It's not working. But down here, we see some things. We see how it can work. Give me a shot and I will charge you 1.5 million and we'll make this thing happen. I think that's the best way for Agile itself to come to fruition is the people who are the closest to the customer or people who are closest to the work to make decisions on how the work itself should progress to the endpoint. I mean, Phil, you you know people that are um, probably looking for uh, jobs in IT development that know and are aware of Agile as a um, uh, one of those things on the resume that you, you need to be able to say nowadays. I mean, what do you hear people talking about in terms of Agile Capital A or these frameworks or any of this sort of thing? Is this something that they feel they need or they believe in? I want to say I have never heard the passion for Agile in any other context that I have in this room here right now, right? Nobody is like this about it. I mean, that's not a thing that I come across, right? I mean, I come across a bunch of passionate developers, but, you know, the guys that I spend the most time with, they're interested in, in the same way that you are in getting the work done, right? Being useful. And if this is part of the system, they're all for it. But if it gets in the way, they they go do something else. You know, I think that's the point is engineers want to deliver software. And as you look at where the Agile Manifesto came from, it's a bunch of your lead minds in software engineering, you know, through, you know, mod, I'll say modern computer science history. If you look at how far back some of the writings go, um, it, given that computer science is really like 70s, 60s, um, you know, I won't go back to the 50s, but uh, anyways, that's neither here or there. But um, it's really about engineers wanting to deliver a product to customer, do the best, do the best possible. So I think that when somebody at the top says we need a we need a methodology for you to um, do better, you're actually subverting your engineers who they're trying to do the best with um, a culture that a culture and or a process because it's usually the I don't want to take culture out of it's the human system that's the failure that delivers a lot of the quality issues, not necessarily the humans themselves. In summary, for me, A, it is not bullshit. Uh, B, we, it's not the solution to all the problem. You have to take the fundamental good practices, what it has to offer, and customize it to your context. Context is extremely important. Apart from just context, you need to understand your capability to adopt um, Agile and capability in terms of your people capability, your existing process and your appetite to change capability and the tools which can support Agile is extremely important. Third, you need to be extra cautious when you're hiring a consulting firm. They need to have the right people who have done it in the past and not the people who have read the book and are going to leave you with a bunch of shelfware. If they say they will help you build the Agile, that's incorrect. They will help you fasten your process or improve customer value. So those are the few things that needs to be kept in mind. It's here to stay. Important is adoption. Well, again, there's a lot of passion for this, and I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, the thing is that the decision about what systems are going to be in use are typically made above your pay grade, right? And you're just walking into a situation and deciding how you can help. Um, you use what you can. I mean, and 
I, I think that's probably, it's as simple as that. But, uh, you know, I like this idea that the healthy skepticism is useful in this environment, right? I mean, in the end, am I really getting to an end product on time? Am I getting what I said I was going to deliver? Or am I, in fact, delivering? Uh, it's too easy, I think, in this space to, uh, you know, spend most of your time justifying your own existence and not delivering value. And that's what you're trying to get away from. Amen. Yeah, good point. Final thought, Bill? Man, just hard. Agile is bullshit, but it's not at the end of the day. Um, I'm so passionate about it just because it's, you get, you get back to, you know, me, the, the executive of my mind, you know, you want systems, you want standardization and things like that. So I see how people easily, and I've been part of it, easily falls into this. Let's grab somebody who knows about this, but we don't have any change. Um, but also the engineer in my mind is, you know what, keep your fancy shit to yourself. Just get me with a customer and I will, will deliver quality as, as we go through this. And here's the things I need to get doing. I think the biggest conversation around Agile is it's not just necessarily top down or bottom up. It's that conversation in the company. Um, the healthy skepticism, as Paul, uh, Paul Phil has pointed out, um, that that conversation needs to happen. And I think the what epitomizes companies who are, ha are hiring Agile coaches and Agile uh, consulting is their probably, and I say this with 99.99% certainty, not having those conversations, which is the root of why I believe itself agile is bullshit, because there's probably not the conversations happening with the companies hiring those folks. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, for my part, I think it comes down to delivering value, which we talked about. I think it can be done in many different ways, right? You think you could do it waterfall or not. And I think it has to be fit for purpose. And I, you know, I am with you that there tends to be an overemphasis on slick marketing and sales. Uh, by consulting firms. Um, so I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle that, you know, maybe the, the way it's sold and marketed is bullshit. Uh, but, you know, if you are getting results from it, you know, it's hard to argue with the scoreboard. So, all right. Well, hey, listen, thank you guys. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Phil. Uh, we lost Shashi, but thank you, Shashi, wherever you are. Uh, I'm Chris Lockhart. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Groovy. Cool.